This episode of GameScoop is sponsored by Squarespace. If you're looking for a way to make your business stand out and succeed online, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for you. They take the stress out of creating an awesome website, engaging with your audience, and selling anything from products to content to time so you're able to focus on, you know, everything else. In other words, you'll have more time for gaming. With the new guided design system, you can choose from curated layouts and styling options to build a unique online presence from the ground up, optimized for every device. And with Squarespace's integrated, optimized SEO tools, you'll show up more often to more people. Squarespace doesn't just make things easier for you. Checkout for your customers is made seamless with simple but powerful payment tools that allow you to accept credit cards, PayPal, and Apple Pay. And in eligible countries, offer the option to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and ClearPay. So whether you're just starting out or looking to expand your existing brand, be sure to visit squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com gamescoop to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com gamescoop for 10% off. You know, when it comes to wireless carriers, sometimes what you see isn't always what you get. Except with Visible. With Visible, what you see is exactly what you get. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. With Visible, there are no hidden fees, no fine print, no hassle, nothing to hide. It's just $25 a month, all taxes and fees included. And you don't need more than one line of wireless to save. You can save on a line all to yourself with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. And again, just $25 a month. The future of wireless is here and it is transparent. If you want more transparency in your wireless plan, you want to be on the Visible plan. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. That's Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN Game Scoop. I'm your host, Damon Hadfield. Joining me this week is Justin Davis, Scoop. Sam Claiborne, hey. and Tom Marks. Scoop. We've got a great show. Holden for you Scores Jr. <laughs> the deputy uh, Holden Scores over there. <laughs> got a great show for you this week. We got to talk about um, all this uh, Google Stadia news that Do was we? just revealed this morning. We have to. Okay. We are, uh, it's it's the law. <laughs> it's it is the scoop. It is the scoop. We're gonna flip through the June 2001 issue of Next Gen <laughs> Ooh. magazine. Why Next Gen? Where did you get this? <clears throat> Next Gen's the crown. These the, are in the library too. Yeah, we have a whole. We have the coolest library. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, exactly. EGM was my magazine of choice back then, but Next Gen, so classic. This is the one that's trying to be like serious. Yeah. yeah. Trying to treat games as art. That was when I was got more serious about this business. I started reading Next Gen more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, no, like hottest game babe roundups in Next Gen. No. Nope. So instead of, but first, let's just talk about the magazine at this point. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> but first, <laughs> uh, uh, okay. there's this uh, little show, this uh, E3 show mm-hmm. kicking off. I like how we've got a countdown on the site. It's like 72 hours. Mm-hmm. We are we, just. It's true. And that's to our live show start, right? Which is mm-hmm. when? For uh, you? Because you're doing it. We are live this Sunday, noon Pacific, with yeah. our uh, pre show coverage for the Xbox conference, mm-hmm. which kicks off at 1 p.m. Pacific. On and the- then uh, I'll be streaming your rehearsal just to be awkward. Okay, so good. Just <laughs> you're doing, you're on the live show. That's at noon. on Saturday. Yeah. That's about the time I get to the war room, so I'll be sure to swing over to, yeah, the, to the Just desk come by. Just- come right by. Give me a high five. <laughs> it's good. 
it's an unusual setup at E3. I don't think you ever see behind the scenes there, but we have studios here and they're nice and everything. But there they set up like a TV studio. It feels different. There's crew that are in there that are not our coworkers. And uh, it's very professional, and so you can't goof around as much. Yeah, and, uh, not like this podcast. So it's especially funny, you know, if Justin did walk on set, uh, you know, he would be tackled by a union worker. Yeah, I don't know what would actually happen. <laughs> I'm not positive. In previous years, Zach Ryan would have tackled yeah. you. Yeah. This year, it's unclear. The answer yeah. is nothing good. Dan Parker's would. He's not going to tackle. No, you. no. he's no. too nice a guy. All I hear is I feel like you could do it. I feel like there's a window there this would, year. There would definitely be a consequence of some kind. <laughs> I would not get away scot-free. But it'll look really nice this year, and uh, it, it, we're streaming almost you know, all day for six days. They, didn't yeah. even let you, they yelled at me last year for walking on the wrong part of the floor <laughs> on my way to go to the desk. It's yeah. too creaky. It's, it was, they don't want footprints on it. Oh, it's Matt, oh, that's right. Matt Scarpino, you got, you got to walk where he tells you it's okay to walk. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah, uh, E3 is about to kick off, and I think uh, I think there's a lot of excitement around the show this year, even though Sony is completely pulled out. Uh, yeah. Even though, like, are you allowed to talk about Game Scoop real quick next week? Oh yeah, I mean that was going to be part of it. Yeah. Okay, cool. Just yeah. like, we'll, we'll get there. Yeah, Game Scoop is going to be like the very last thing that we shoot in, in, on our live show, and that airs uh, Thursday afternoon. Um, so we'll be able to sort of wrap up everything for you. But yeah, I think like there's a lot of uh, you know big games about to be announced. Big games. Uh, and so were, many leaks. There's been leaks. Yeah. yeah. It, well, it's like leak. so many. It's leak week. It's, it's totally like, leak like, week. Like Dan Stapleton said. So uh, I think you know we might as well kick off with Xbox because like I on this Sunday we're going to see the next Xbox console, right? That's so debated even think, in the yeah. office. Really? Yeah. I I I don't know why they wouldn't. It seems like they'd be squandering a huge advantage yeah. with Sony not there yeah. to just introduce their next gen system right now. I think that's like seems like the smart thing to do, yeah. but I'm worried they're not going to do that. I think they half step it. I think it's like, yep, you know, there's a new Xbox coming. You know, here's some details. We'll see you in a year. They, you don't think that's, that goes that's more than I think Tina thinks. She's like, they won't have anything. Nothing. I think yeah. they'll confirm it's, its existence, games. confirm its existence, and confirm that something you know, some big game is coming to it, and mm-hmm. then that's it. You don't think they'll give us like the name? I mean, I, I don't know. Xbox Two. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. They Xbox really are. Why? We make fun of it so Xbox much on this show, but they really are in such a naming conundrum. Oh yeah. Like, but like, they painted themselves into that corner. That is entirely their fault. Mm-hmm. With the 360. Well, and then the one. Yeah, they did the Xbox and then the 360 in the way. Like you can't change your naming format three generations in a row and then be like, "How did we get here? What happened?" Like mm-hmm. that's on you guys. Um, what about like uh, you? Don't, you don't think we'll see the console? I don't know. Here it is. Do you think the name would be the last thing they they do? So they would maybe show specs and stuff like this here, and then like we we the branding's probably not even done yet. I don't Mm. know. I just hope the conference starts with them revealing the darn thing, and then that's all they talk about. I don't think we get names and specs. I think we get either specs and no name, or we get the name and no. It's funny how they do that, right? Yeah, it's always split up. Well, it's so funny even just talking about this compared to what Sony has been doing, where now they have officially announced a new system that they're working on and shown demos for it and there's no name and no specs and nothing and they yeah. haven't even officially revealed the, the, it. In the corporate espionage you know, <laughs> side of me says like, well, they probably did that because they knew Xbox was going to go into E3 also with mm. you know, all guns blazed and f- talking about their next console. These consoles, yeah. these consoles are always two-stepped because they have to, uh, the same with Stadia. Like, yeah, it exists, you know, come back in a little bit and we'll tell you more because they, they start getting it in the hands of third parties. Mm. Right. And then you lose control of like, companies are going to start making next 
next Xbox games and PS5 games. And, and then you see games. the big dev unit appear on eBay. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so they have no choice but to sort of confirm its existence and say, everybody hang with us a little bit longer. Well, I don't know. I, I really hope we actually get some concrete information about what the next Xbox is. And what, what games would matter on it. Yes. You know, like if Halo is going to be this game that like suddenly is the next gen like launch title, then like you have a, a cool Xbox mm. launch to look forward to. Yeah. Speaking of, they uh, just showed like a revealed trailer of Halo Infinite last year. Do you think we'll see more of that? Yes. I don't know what else would make people more excited. I think yeah. that's like the thing. I think, yeah, the big one-two punch is like Halo Infinite Gears 5. Yeah. yeah. And, and Gears 5, I think, is sooner. And then Halo, sure. in my mind, is probably a little bit later. Well, I, I have a very hard time getting a sense of when Halo is even targeting. Mm-hmm. Because to me, Halo Infinite could be a game where they say, I, and I don't think this is the case, but it's it, it almost could be a game where they're like, it's out in the fall. Or they could be like, it's out in three years, mm-hmm. right? I, I, I don't have a good bead on what that might actually be. And we've I'm been a honest. little bit like misled in the past, like when they showed Halo 4 the first time, or... Uh, Five. No, I guess it was. <laughs> yeah, it, when they had Master Chief in the desert. Yeah, and it was like, well, that wasn't even in the final game. Like right. they teased yeah. it for the sake of teasing it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think that um, throwing a cloak over his arm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I don't know. Where, it's just very hard to tell how they're going to roll out that game. Yeah, yeah. They've been working on it a long time though, and it's a big team. But I feel like the stakes are also very high. Like they all, they not only need to get that game right for the sake of you know preserving this franchise and you know giving it a second chance at life, but it's like emblematic of like xbox as a whole right like they need that big tentpole like to hang the success of their entire hardware line on in some ways mm, yeah and then connect will be interesting to see <laughs> connect uh, it's dead and gone they're just trying it again connect yeah well i don't know what they would call that they're bringing it back again connect big, one one yeah. big question is xbox and you know deliberately by design sort of sat out the vr race mm-hmm. and it's like yeah they had the hololens but that never actually came out i don't think it, it was available to buy, but it was very, very expensive and mostly for developers, I think. It, yeah. it never really became a consumer and product. all Xbox games are just PC games now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, why am I buying a box? I have a, I have a gaming PC, so maybe I don't need the box. Yeah. That, that's a problem that I don't know how they're going to solve at this point. That is true. Like, you know, we've talked about uh, this but many times on the show. I'm not, I don't want to, like, hate on Xbox, but I just haven't. I've moved completely to PS4 and Nintendo Switch for all my gaming. So it's like, what's the messaging going to be? Why would I want to buy an Xbox now? But do we need to? Like, your thing is, like, why Why do people need to buy the box? It's like, well, we just don't. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you have Xbox Live Gold, and so they're going to get 50 bucks a year out of you that way. And they have Xbox Game Pass. And, like, it's just a different way of thinking about video games. It yeah. is... Fairly intriguing. Like I don't really know if it's like the winning way or right way, but you know, it's definitely unique. I can think of reasons that they'd make, you know, the box appealing. There's definitely, I mean, it could, not, it might not be a box. It might be a switch type thing. Mm. You know, it could be more device like. And I just don't know. I, I don't know what they want to do. The idea of Microsoft going with a handheld Xbox instead of a, a full on thing is crazy to me. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if they'd go do that. But I mean, I things guess things are getting smaller. But if it's so local it's like, streaming, that's true. If, it's like, if it's like a Steam Link sort of situation, like I, I feel like if they, Nintendo could do that because Nintendo is known for doing weird console stuff. But if Microsoft did that, I feel like a large part of their player base would feel betrayed. Which happened with Connect. That's the exact parallel. I guess that's they, true. they went with the Nintendo plan, and yeah, that's true. And they that's lost a bunch of people. That that's true, but the the difference. So I don't think they'll can, do it again. You can yeah. unplug the Connect, right? Like you could still have a box if they just went with only a Connect. Yeah. They designed the box build. to be weaker because 
because it had to handle the connect. What a fair, what a weird point, rollout that was. <laughs> it was very odd. <laughs> Remember how things were running at like seven twenty? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they fixed it in the end, but man, it took them a while. Uh, yeah, if um if so, if they reveal the next Xbox, it'll be flipped from this generation. Uh, if I'm if I'm uh, if I'm right, it's like the PS4 was re- revealed first, right? They always it's usually the company, February and then the company that's coming from a position of weakness. They're the one that's in a hurry to mm. kick off next gotcha. gen, right? Gotcha. Like and PS- that's why 360 went first. No, before well, PS3. Oh, they yeah. So if you go first. way back from OG Xbox to 360. Yeah, Sony mm-hmm. moved first, and then the PS3 was behind the 360. So then um, Sony went first mm-hmm. that time. They mm-hmm. they sort of switch positions. Yeah, but this is also an, uh, an interesting thing of like, what if Sony waits a year or two longer than we think I mean, they're going to? And yeah. what if generations, as we know them, were just sort of dead because the Switch is technically. A generation past PS4 and Xbox One, it's except, technically except the not Wii U is their generation. Technically, <laughs> yeah, it's out of it, cycle for sure. I know. You're saying on a in, technical ter- in terms level. of like specs. Yes, yes, not technically, but technically. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So, do you consider what generation is the Switch? Is the Switch part of the next gen? Is it this old gen? Is if Xbox releases something next year and then PlayStation waits two years, like? is then Nintendo going to have a new Switch by the time that... Ha- like, it, it's yeah. all very muddled now, and I think it's only going to get muddier. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they'll have Gears 5, probably have Halo Infinite, uh, but they also, we know they have 14 first-party games coming. I think we should... And we know things like Tunic and um, Ori. Tunic was there last year. Right. I don't think we've seen it since then. Yeah, exactly. And there's is like, Tunic first-party? I thought but Tunic was, was what fingy. I guess, yeah, if you're talking about first-party games, yeah. then no. Yeah. Maybe Ori it's not one of their first-party, but it was part of their conference last year. Yeah. 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 When they bought Ori's all those party. developers last year, yep. they just rattled off, you know. And that, There's some new first-parties, that's right. They some have, of that may bear fruit next year, but that's, um, the bulk of that's probably years away, right? Mm-hmm. Except that they own Ninja Theory, mm-hmm. uh, Hellblade, yeah. and they've said that they aren't, aren't as interested in doing big AAA games. They want to do smaller stuff that they can ship. Uh, more quickly, so maybe they have something from Ninja. Probably it's been what well over a year, so they yeah. may have at least an announcement of their next project. Yeah, probably. I think it'd be a, an awesome power play of Microsoft to say, "Hey, all those studios that we bought last year that we told you about, yep. here's what every single one of them is working on." Yeah, not necessarily cool. they're all coming very soon. Just like here's everything that we invested in. You know, I agree with you. I, I feel like breaking the cycle of secrecy around game development would be really exciting. Yeah. And I don't I think like for us like covering more of games pre-release is very enticing and the fact that like there are so many secrets about games like I don't know how good that is for the industry right now. Yeah, I would love to see what everybody's working on. The announcement of something's existence, you know, it's like, look, I don't need to know any details. Mm-hmm. I like, you know, keep your secrets, but just say, like, yeah, we're <laughs> we're making another, you know, whatever Dragon's Age, like, yeah, or a, what, what's Warner Brothers Rocksteady Studio working on? Like, they won't say. They said they're not going to be at E3. That's the only thing they're saying. Again. Like, is it really that hard to say, like, we're working on another Batman game. It's going to be cool. The Dragon Age announcement was so funny, too, as a specific example. Because well, they, they did do what we're discussing as being, like, a mm-hmm. good thing for the industry. Like, we're not going to talk about it for years, but we are making another Dragon Age. Yeah. Right. And I, I appreciate that. But also, in the Game Awards, when they announced it, there was a Bioware rep on stage earlier in the show where they were like what about Dragon Age are we going to see something from that and they were like well we might have something to tell you about later and like they didn't even they they couldn't even in a show where they were announcing it talk about it it was just so funny to me yeah they'd announce the existence of a Dragon Age project earlier than E3 Bioware like sizzle reel I didn't realize that Mm -hmm. the the weird thing is that usually there's this arms race between Microsoft and Sony to see which big third party games they can get on their stage Without Sony this year, 
I'm sure every big third-party game wants to be on the Microsoft stage. So we yeah. still don't know like every published platform for Final Fantasy VII. Like that would be so mind blowing if that appeared on the Microsoft stage. That would be pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah. Although I don't know. Although Square Enix has their own. Yeah, absolutely. There's a Square show, but we see like, that overlap happen. We, yeah. we do see that happen. Last year, Kingdom Hearts three was on. Uh, like, I'd Microsoft be surprised oh, if yeah. you know Ubisoft's games were not appearing on the Microsoft show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so because those are there's, big. There's Ghost Recon, games. Breakpoint, uh, uh, Watch Dogs leaked, and then was confirmed. So yeah, I, this um, this arms race of like first party studio acquisition, you know, it's like PlayStation Studios, man, is like such a ridiculously powerful yeah. asset in like the back pocket of yeah. you know Sony Computer Entertainment. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not called that anymore, but. Um, <laughs> Uh, you know, and I, I wasn't even like that wild about like Last Guardian, but like they're making big AAA artsy games, you know, yep. smaller, more like boundary pushing games mm-hmm. and everything in between. And, you know, Microsoft, I have such respect for them for like recognizing like, oh, we've been left behind here a little yeah, bit. And their like, internal development is just a, yeah. a weak link for them. And they, yeah, like I can't imagine the cost to like pony up to buy like, yeah. hey, we just bought six, you know, big companies. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeesh, but man, they, they did it and it's going to keep them competitive. They bought Minecraft. The, they, the and then, and then when they picked up Rare, I was expecting probably exciting things. And like there's already like these internal companies, which I wish in the 15 years of Xbox it had like a single hit and they just mm-hmm. man speaking of <laughs> are we going to see Battletoads because it was announced last Let, year let's reframe that do you want to see oh, Battletoads right. I want to see what uh, Battletoads looks like in 2019 I mean I, I, I might not want to play it nothing good but I want to see it okay I don't think they'll ever say the word Battletoads on the Microsoft stage again. Yeah. They did last year. I know. Like, what? And they, what they, they went, oh, no. And they'll <laughs> what about a Battletoadvania? So, <laughs> Battletoadvania. Yeah, that could work. You have a whip, and then there's you know, an extensive <laughs> map system. It doesn't have to be a whip. They'll yeah. do the, what or, about a Battletoadvania? Well, to be a Battletoadvania, it would have to be. What about a Vikings-like? A lost If Vikings you want to do a, met, a Metroid... Then you wouldn't have to have one. <laughs> Battletoad Royale writes itself, doesn't it, too? Sam, will you accept a long tongue as a whip? <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay, I'm back to Battletoadvania. Uh, Toadvania. Toadvania. <laughs> but wait, that's shortening the end of both words. I love it. Ca- I love it. Well, you can't just say Battlevania. That could be anything. <laughs> Castle Toad. Castle Battle. Castle Toad. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think we'll see Battletoad. Yeah, probably. In order, probably. In order for them to have 14 games, three of them, you know, are going to be like really big, splashy stuff, and then the yeah. other 11 are going to be like, not that Ori's not great, but you know, yeah. be yeah, games like Ori and Battletoads. Mm-hmm. I forgot that Ori Is existed <laughs> until like a week ago, and then yeah. when I remembered it was going to probably get like a date or something at this show, I had a momentary like panic attack where I was yeah. so excited. I don't really? We, yeah. I, I agree actually. Yeah, Cause I, w- last year after the showcase, I went and played tunic. I was really excited to play that and then played kingdom hearts and some other stuff. And then I was like, I don't really care about Ori cause I didn't like the first game. It was okay. Uh, and then uh, I, I went to go play the second one. It was so much better. It has mm. like really good motion and like co- like kind of grappling hook stuff. And I was like, this really works. I still don't like the style too much in that game. Really? But I, I, I agree that it has style. Mm. I just, just not like not for you. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha. I like that it has style. Um, all right, we spent a lot of time on Microsoft. We got to uh, move ahead a little bit. <laughs> That's all there is. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. Uh, after Microsoft, later that evening on Sunday, is the Bethesda conference. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's, that's at 6 p.m. Pacific. That, that's the conference where I don't know what's going to happen. They've this just, is an interesting a, one. Huge like, surprises every year. But they got well, that huge Wolfenstein. Ones. Like, I think they, they always have games we know about, and then they're just like, oh, and there's a Fallout this fall. Oh, and then, you know, they're just like so good at that kind of thing. Well, so we know they've got uh, Wolfenstein has a date in July, mm-hmm. and Doom Eternal might have a date. Yeah. It's coming in this fall. But the interesting thing about Bethesda is like they really need a win. Like yeah. They need to like turn the narrative about them around. It's been nothing but bad news about them since last E3. 
You got Elder Scrolls Blades, and you got the one. Dude. You got Fallout seventy six. Fallout seventy six was, was a disaster. We gave Elder Scrolls Blades what, like a five point four. Mm-hmm. And, and then Rage two was cool. Rage two was cool, but, but it did it got make a mixed splash. We gave right? it. You know, we gave it a pretty high score, but it got mixed reviews across the mm-hmm. board, and I don't really hear a lot of people talking about it. And I don't really associate that with Bethesda as much as obviously Doom and Fallout and Skyrim. Yeah. yeah. And the, like the big question mark is do we get anything like, you know, we know we're going to see a lot of Doom and we know we're going to see a lot of uh, Wolfenstein. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, we're probably going to get Elder Scrolls Online. Except you, they, this, that latest expansion is already out. Yeah, but they'll yeah, some, yeah. some new they'll raid play, or yeah. something. They'll talk a little bit about MMO garbage. That. Like, and, uh, and then we know we'll get... Um, Oh, what was I going to say? Oh, like Fallout 76 DLC. Like they're going to talk. Yeah, they'll talk about, about the roadmap. So they'll, they'll talk about seeing it. Yeah, they'll talk about the same thing with Rage 2 because they yeah. mm. the live events and post launch content was supposed to be a thing for that game. So for me, the two big questions are: Do we get anything at all about Starfield? And I think the answer is no. Yeah, yeah probably not. I, mean, I think. And we heard that in our interview, it said Starfield before. Yeah. Anything else yeah. before Skyrim? And that's what mm. they. I, I mean, mean, sorry, I keep on saying that, but I mean Elder Scrolls. Yeah, they. Th- I wouldn't be crazy surprised if that plan has changed since Bethesda really does need that's a true. win. Yeah, um, but that's what they've been. That they're sticking to now that Starfield's coming first, and then. So you my, think a big Starfield presentation? Maybe I don't know. I, that I don't, would be at I least exciting. Think so. I think it's too early, but I think then, at most is cinematic trailer. Yeah. Right. Mm. Yeah, and then the other big question mm. is whether we're going to see anything from Arcane. Oh, so yeah, right. Arcane uh, helped out with one of the. Uh, I think they you know, helped out with uh, Wolfenstein or did, Doom. Did but that, Arcane has two studios now. Right. Oh, it's um, it's Wolfenstein because Wolfenstein is more uh, open ended and uh, non linear, mm-hmm. like Dishonored, a little bit more Dishonored. Yeah. yeah. So like you know Dishonored, Prey, you know like yeah. these amazing experiences. Um, and I, I don't know whether it's too early for them to talk about what they're doing next either. I I think it might be because in my mind Prey didn't do mm-hmm. very well for them, right? Yep. Prey, I, I think Prey was a fantastic game. I really, really liked it, but... Not a commercial success. Not mm-hmm. a big success for them. And at least when I talked to people from Arcane back at QuakeCon, I think it was last year, they kind of made it sound like Dishonored was on the back burner for a little bit. Yeah. Right? Yeah, like they they're were not, very explicit about that. Yeah, they're not going to be... And they, do they have Thief anymore? anymore? Thief? Oh, it, I don't know no, where no. that license is. That was like IDOS. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. I know Dishonored was like a spiritual successor. Yes. But anyway, yeah. they make that type of game though. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if honestly Arcane is just not at the show. Mm-hmm. I, I hope they are. I really hope they are. And they could be, but they have a little bit of soul searching to do where like yeah. Dishonored one was like this big splash and big success, and then two and the Sandal and two DLC were really, really beloved. So but, cool. But yeah. not, you know, massive successes. And then Prey also not a massive success. And so it's like all these games, they're kind of doing everything right from like a game design standpoint, but they're not they're having trouble connecting. What they need to do is take that Dishonored universe and just make a game about hunting whales. Dude. I mean, <laughs> ships? Yeah. Or, or make I know it's evil. <laughs> but it's a video game. It's a video game. Or take, you know, like give give Arcane, you know, Half-Life. It's like something insane, yeah. insane <laughs> like yes. that. Like, yeah. you know, like, so give on them, board. like let them play around in a universe that like already exists. Yeah. Uh, last year, this is uh, a smaller thing that only a few of us care about. But last year, they said uh, Elder Scrolls Legends was coming to consoles, and it never did. <laughs> right, <laughs> and that had a whole problem because they switched developers and they switched 
twi- like they rebuilt their launcher entirely from the mm-hmm. ground up yeah. and it had a ton of problems and they had to sort of backpedal on a lot of their plans and fix a lot of stuff which they did they just like broke their game this is a, a card game i presume this is a card game <laughs> card but game it's I weird presume. to think about that having well it's just hard it's weird to think about having technical difficulties it was developed by a third party they'd partnered with this company direwolf digital that i know and love a lot yeah. and then they, they make to, another good card game yeah they do and i think that was part, i don't know this on the record but like i've always sort of assumed that this company that they're paying to make their card game is making their own card game and it's like, like, is there a conflict it's there? It's kind of like, like Pete, Gearbox making aliens. <laughs> I, I talked to Pete Hines about that also at QuakeCon, and, and he maintained that that was not part of it. Sure. Like the, the, I think the story that he kind of more put forward, and whether this is marketing or not, who knows, but was basically that like they they just weren't direwolf wasn't able to mm. make quick enough for them and they needed something where they could move a little faster develop a little quicker and sparky pants which is the one they went to i think was a little bigger had a little more wasn't working on much other stuff and and that was the given reason at least but yeah it is very weird to just be making a competitor to your own game mm-hmm. uh <clears throat> all right ubisoft is 1 p.m Pacific on Monday, and that one's a little bit less exciting to me this year, although I generally I think Ubisoft is one of the strongest publishers uh, we have today. Uh, Ghost Recon has already been announced. Watch Dogs uh, Legion has already leaked and mm-hmm. then confirmed. And I don't really know about that. We also read a rumor about a roller derby game. Yeah. It's apparently a roller derby game, which, sure. Whatever. If that's real and whatever that is, I, I want to see it. Like, I, ju- I don't know if it'll be crazy good or anything. I just am so interested what that looks like. Yeah, I mean, at one point in my life, like, every woman friend I had was in a roller derby. So hmm. I yeah. definitely want to see what, what it's like. It'd be cool. Um, I would be much more excited about a new Assassin's Creed or a Splinter Cell. But I think we are going to see no. Assassin's Creed. You think we will? Well, I, what's I mean, interesting I know coming out this year, but. we've heard like very strong, very credible rumors. They're at odds with each other. Like at one point, it was almost a lock. Like, oh, they're making an ancient Rome game to complete mm-hmm. their trilogy. Like they did ancient Egypt, ancient Greece, and ancient Rome. Where timeline wise, it's you know thousands of years before most of the uh, Assassin's Creed games are. But then we heard an equally compelling rumor that no, it's like Vikings, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. that's what the theme's going to be. Yeah. And so. I don't really know what to make of that. I, Both? I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's possible. You know, one's going to come before the other. Their plans have changed. Or It's ancient Vikings going into Animus machines back to ancient Rome. <laughs> well, I, I think Vikings in Rome could... Oh, could they overlap? See, I don't know my history well enough to like. We probably it. shouldn't get it. Yeah, <laughs> we're not going to make ourselves. Well, yeah, but Assassin's Creed Odyssey <laughs> remains one of this generation's biggest surprises. It's, yeah, it's great. it's it got to be. If I were to rank it out, it's one of my top three or five games from this entire gen, which I absolutely didn't expect it. Probably, I probably agree with you. And so I I cannot wait to see what they're cooking up next. They've really turned turned things around on that franchise, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah, maybe. So maybe they would at least tease what the next Assassin's Creed is going to be. And maybe Watch Dogs I, will be a turn. Around too. I know a lot of people like that game, but I thought I thought well, it was always dull. I didn't make the connection till just now in this chair that Watch Dogs Legion. The rumor for Assassin's Creed was it was Assassin's Creed Legion. Oh, that's the name of it? Because, uh, because Rome? Yeah, that was the ancient, that was the ancient <laughs> Rome. So maybe rumor. there was a code word that somebody leaked Some, that was Legion. So, man, rumors are so funny. So maybe the rumor was, hey, you know, uh, Ubisoft's working on Codename Legion, and yeah. then wires got crossed. Yeah. And, yeah. That could be. Uh, that's great. I, I, I will agree with you, Sam. I was never really interested in the Watch Dogs games. I think they're t- totally competent and mm-hmm. okay, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the rumors that are coming out about this one are, like, from the leak, that Amazon leak about, mm-hmm. like, NPCs and like it just sounds really cool. Like it, yep. it is the only thing that has actually gotten me interested in Watch Dogs in that series history so far. So I'm, 
I just want to know what the heck it is also. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wanted to like two so bags. It's in San Francisco. Like yeah. finally I can run around my own backyard, but I just, I couldn't connect with it. That was really I, amazing. It, it, that, yeah. that part of it was so, one, I played with that open world a lot. I remember it was like over a, a holiday and, and my family was in town. I kept on showing them like places that we just went in San Francisco in the game. It was so cool. Like yeah. I, it feels good. Yeah. I re- actually, <clears throat> I really liked the first one a lot more than a lot of people did. But then like Justin was saying, the second one didn't really connect with me. So I don't, yeah. I don't know like what this franchise is. That is in Chicago? Yeah. The first one was in Chicago. Um, well, and a Chicago boy. Hood, to be fair. Yeah. It is my hood, to be fair. <laughs> and then uh, later on after Ubisoft, 6 p.m. Pacific on Monday is the Square Enix uh, conference, which they took the uh, sweet spot from Sony, mm-hmm. that Sony left vacant. Of course, they're going to have Avengers and Final Fantasy VII. So. Those are the big ones. <laughs> no. Those are big games. Yeah, those are huge games. Uh, Squares, <laughs> honestly, Square could steal this show this year for me. I mean, if they, if they do right by Avengers, yeah. which I like Crystal Dynamics a lot, um, I just don't like the idea of a Destiny-like Avengers. Right. So, I think I the I think the games themselves, both <coughs> both those games have a strong, con- you know, the strong opportunity to be game of the show and be amazing and some of the best games this year. I think the conference itself, it's like I love seeing companies put on a big E3 press conference for the first time because they're always so janky and like <laughs> I'm a little bit worried about their ability to like execute on like a flashy show. <laughs> like yeah. I'm mainly thinking about like the Konami conferences every year that were just such boondoggles yeah. and like so painful to watch. So yeah, this is uh, they're the only company that's going to be presenting that has a lot of Japanese development and a lot of U.S. development. That's really cool. Yeah. Well, or non-Japanese yeah. development. I'm not worried about either of those games. I think that's really neat. I hope the conference goes smooth. <laughs> I, kind of hope, I kind of hope it doesn't. Is it actually a live conference in front of an audience, not like a pre-taped thing? That's I guess I don't know. Maybe I'm making Typically they do a pre-taped yeah, thing. Maybe, so. Yeah, maybe you're right. Would they have... Like a semi-Nintendo Direct-ish. Yeah, would they have yeah. Tomb Raider stuff if Tomb Raider existed? If it if if there was anything new, maybe there's DLC for Shadow of the Tomb Raider still mm-hmm. coming. I don't know. Are they seems that trilogy is complete now. Yeah, right? yeah. Like, I don't yeah know. but they're going to keep making it, right? But it's curious. Like they can't... Like, would it be like the fourth reboot? Like they, they, they're, they're just in a weird <laughs> spot with Tomb Raider now. I agree 100% with something Pear tweeted uh, not too long ago that he said, I just want a Tomb Raider where you're not saving the world, you're just raiding yeah. tombs. Like, mm. I don't need Lara yeah, Croft to be, be a so superhero. Good. Like, scale it, scale it back a little bit. Yeah, I love that idea. I know they don't do, uh, they don't do Hitman anymore, but yeah. it would be really cool to have a kind of living game of a Tomb Raider like that where just every couple months mm. they add a new yeah. sort of dungeon for you to explore. Yeah, that'd be great, yeah. Would play. Yeah, uh, and then of course Nintendo is uh, first thing Tuesday morning, nine a.m. Pacific. Uh, I like I like I like uh, Zelda: uh, Link's Awakening the remake. I think that looks really cool. And yeah, Fire Emblem it looks fantastic. Cool. We'll get to see some more Animal Crossing. That's not my kind of game, but I know a lot of people I love think it. Cadence of Hyrule is probably going to be like oh, yeah. a surprise. It's out now. Yeah, yeah, we thought that was going to be out already, didn't we? Well, there they, was, they there confirmed was, June. Okay. They conf- they there was a rumor based off of the like the code of a website store page that it was going to come out on May 30th, and then it did not. And then like May 31st, we got a trailer in Japanese that said June. And I can't imagine if they're saying June, but without a release date, they're not just going to release it. At so that's based off, that's the indie developer that did Crypt of the Necrodancer, which is like a yeah. rhythm music-based roguelike where yeah. you have to sort of tap your way through this dungeon and theme with the music, which I love that game, but it is so unforgiving and <laughs> so hard. So hard. That like, I just can't like to the point where I'm like, I, you know, it's too stressful for me to play it. And so I think like, a friendlier, you know, more player-friendly take on that with, like, Zelda music and, like, Zelda. I mean, maybe it's not going to be friendlier. Maybe it's still going to be balls hard, but I'm just assuming. There are already some things in the in the trailer that they put out with the date or the, the June date, uh, June month, that makes me think it's going to be a little bit more accessible, a little well, easier. I mean, it makes it bright and colorful and Nintendo-themed. and like it just, That, you know. the areas are also bigger 
Yeah, Trip more. to the Necrodancer was very you backed close. into corners yeah, all the time. Very like um, cornered, and and then also there are these things in that trailer that are look like little Chica jukeboxes, yeah, and kind of scattered around different levels. I'm hoping to God that those are <laughs> checkpoints. Oh, that'd be cool. So that if you die, you just respawn, and it's not complete permadeath if you don't want it. Why I think was it's, Brian so down on the game? Uh, I, I think he's just he likes Zelda. He, he wants doesn't, doesn't like music. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I think I, he wanted a mainline Zelda game. I, mo- mostly, I don't think it's yeah. anything more than that. He's just not. He didn't like Crypt of the Necrodancer very much. Yeah. So the idea that you're making a procedural roguelike Zelda game and it's a per, like a rhythm game is just like not his jam. I think a slightly more relaxed take on that game formula will really allow it to shine, and I, I think it has potential to be something really special. We'll see if they deliver. The yeah. Switch is a is like the only system right now that is good for rhythm, the best for rhythm, because you can connect the controllers to the screen and have no lag at all. Yep. Mm. And I know like a lot of systems can accomplish no lag, but it's it's we're in a weird time for lag. For a mm. lot of people, I, I go to people's houses and I play their setups. I'm like, you need to turn on game mode. You're, you're <laughs> like, you have noticeable lag and they're used to it. Yeah, uh, they've like adjusted to yeah. it. Yeah, oh man, it drives me crazy. Uh, and of course, as part of the Pets Initiative, this is rumored that uh, Richard 3 will be announced for Switch. Pets has uh, put everything on Switch. Port uh, everything to Switch. What's the difference? Because <laughs> uh, one would be Pios. <laughs> okay. The Pios initiative. Here's, here's my crazy prediction is if they do do that, then I think we get Geralt and Smash. <laughs> yeah, sure. They've I like had that. him in Soul Clabber. Such a funny I want that to be a simultaneous reveal of it's coming to the Switch and also... So which order should they do things in? Should they do like Witcher 3 port coming and then yeah. Smash after? I want them to do or Just that. one more thing. Oh, the Witcher I'm here to brawl. It's really <laughs> good. I'm playing the heck out of Resident Evil 4 on Switch right now. Mm. And like, it looks really good in parts. In some parts, it's having trouble running it. And that's Resident Evil 4. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I don't think The Witcher 3 is coming to Switch. You don't think I it want is. it so bad. Uh, but I think Gwent's coming to Switch. Mm. Mm. Uh, Geralt in, in Smash and Leon Kennedy in Smash would be like, very good. That roundhouse kick from Leon? Yeah. Oof. <laughs> Leon, it's crazy to me too because Leon is actually in the, now not out of the question to me. Yeah. Like if you said Leon six months ago, I'd be Leon like, they'll Kennedy? never put that's him in the, Smash. That's what the rumor? Huh? No, that's not a rumor at all. I no, just no, 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 blurted no. it out just now. Oh, okay. It's just that they're adding such weird characters, and they're at, like oh, yeah. m- multiple characters in in Smash now have just guns, right? Well, like, so yeah, Leon just true. having yeah. guns wouldn't be out plus of place Leon anymore. does a roundhouse kick, yeah, a body slam, yeah, mm-hmm. a pile driver. Yeah. He would have to like call in a zombie, yeah, right. <laughs> Joker and Joker being the Ashley. first of the five. Like his connection to the Switch and to Nintendo is so tenuous. Like yeah. you know, Persona Five is not on Switch, nope. so. That opens the door to like all this weird stuff actually being plausible. Yeah. I think, like, man, like we live in a world where it could be like Geralt, Leon Kennedy, and like Banjo. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that'd be great. Uh, we should also mention that Slay the Spire is out on Switch today. Yay! Slay the Spire is amazing. One of my favorite games of the year. It's a very, very Check good out. game. Sam, you won't like it. You uh, you glossed over Animal Crossing, by the way. <clears throat> I did. Yeah, it's not it, really my thing. But, but like, just it's so perfect for the Switch, and I'm so like, man, I'm so ready. Like, they, they let the franchise sit just long enough to like whet everybody's appetite. I think it's gonna be amazing. I want to see gameplay. If they don't show gameplay and they're like, it's coming out end of the year, and we'll show something yeah. in a direct later, I'm gonna be pretty sad. I want right? to see big differences. We talked about this on NBC. Yeah. So we have a we have Pokemon confirmed for November something. Yeah. Right. Fifteenth, sixteenth, something like that. And so it's like, like to me, Animal Crossing is probably going to be earlier. Like it's probably going to be like September, and then Pokemon at the end of the year. I hope so. Summer game. 
Maybe, Summer's maybe. the best season for Animal Crossing playing. That's when all the bugs are out. Yeah, see, the I mean, weird yeah, thing yeah, is, even, as much as I love those games, I have a hard time sticking with them for like a full year. And so I've experienced like... I only did it once, and I did it with the last one. I I've, did the full year, E3 to E3 year. I've done like <laughs> fall, great. winter, and spring in like every Animal Crossing mm-hmm. game. And then by summer, like I don't know how much summer I've ever played in mm-hmm. Animal Crossing. Summer's so good. Oh my gosh, the dragonflies, the beetles. You do get all the... I, I did go to Tartimer Island and get all the beetles. Yeah, the beetles but you can do that right. all year round. Yeah. And finally, I think we <laughs> ran a poll on IGN, and Cyberpunk is still our, our reader's most anticipated yep. game of the show. Yep. Even though Makes we got sense. a, you know, followed by Final Fantasy VII. We got a nice, really long look at it last year. Like, what's, are we going to get a release date for Cyberpunk, or is it just, here's another, sli- here's another slice of gameplay? Like, I think that Cyberpunk is actually going to probably have a pretty boring show. Mm-hmm. They've said that it's going to be like their most important show ever or whatever, but they've also <clears> just said that they're just showing hands off like a big chunk of gameplay and that's it and they, if it's just what they did last year I know it's going to be entirely new gameplay or whatever but if it's just some similar format to what they did last year it yeah. might just leave me like okay yeah. the, the way they described their presentation was pretty similar to last year right? yeah like you're going to see another big vertical slice of the game but maybe yeah. it'll have like flying cars and stuff like you don't know I don't know no and <laughs> I don't, don't know, know. I'm I lowering my expectations so I don't get disappointed dude that game though I mean yeah like I'm already on board with that game so I kind of just want to know when I can play it yeah I, I don't, think I don't need to see another slice of gameplay I'm already on board I think that game is February March that'd really? be cool. I mean that'd be great yeah. hmm. <clears throat> they said that uh, Bianca and Evil would not be at the show which is disappointing Ubisoft already said that I think they they held something yesterday yeah uh, that had very little information. Yeah, so I think that and Rock City saying not, they won't have anything at the show are like two like big categories of surprise that I'm disappointed that. That's this funny know. genre of E3 lead up, like you know companies just like getting the disappointing stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, out Sony of the way is one of them first. Like, <laughs> yeah, just saying we're not going to be there. But even like you know Rock City or like Ubisoft sort of recognizing you have the presence of mind to be like, look, this, this, and this we're not talking about this year. Mm-hmm. Get, your, get your grumbles out now. <laughs> uh, Skull and Bones is another one that Ubisoft does not bring E3. Yeah. I would not be surprised if that game never comes out. I, I said that a you. year ago that I, I wouldn't be surprised if it never <clears throat> came out. I agree with you. Yeah. After seeing Sea of Thieves like do a bunch of cool stuff and this might not, you know, be any cooler. I don't know. I just like they've tried it so many times with For Honor and Rainbow Six Siege and they're always these com- these competitive games that they make are always like such slow starters and then to their credit but those are the two of the biggest games that I was gonna play. say well I know those but are to, bad to, examples to of things they shouldn't do to Ubisoft's credit they always do stick with those multiplayer games and make them really really big and important but like I, I don't know if they will like if they couldn't get it working to a point where they were like we can make this even better later then ah. it, it, it they might have just cut their losses you just know make it a pirate adventure game yeah yeah just make yeah an Assassin's Creed 4 spinoff. <laughs> uh, all right. Anyway, uh, IGN's live coverage of E3 kicks off at noon Pacific. On Sunday, we'll be uh, live streaming all these big conferences with pre- and post-show coverage. Then throughout the week, we'll be uh, having live game demos of all the biggest games of E3. So please be excited. play Spanky's Quest? Spanky's Quest. <laughs> Do you know that one? No. no. <laughs> it's on Game Boy. Uh, oh, cool. All I right. Like this, the, I like the Game Boy instrumentation on that. Yeah. That kind of echoiness. It sounds a little bit different than the NES. Uh, all right. So this morning, Google unveiled uh, some information about Stadia, a, a window of when it'll be launched, which is this November. And if you want in on it this year, it's going to cost you $130 for the Founders Edition, which includes the controller. Three months of uh, Stadia Pro membership, which is typically ten dollars, uh, Chromecast, and then you can also uh, gift a friend three months of, mm. of, of Pro subscription too. So 
Uh, man, I don't know. And that's the only way to play it at this launch, year. Right? At launch, like, yeah. Next year, there's going to be a studio, Stadia base plan that you that's free uh, yeah. as far as I understand. You play it in your web browser. Play it with your keyboard. And but mouse, you can only like, play up to 1080p, not 4K. Yeah, but the, so the promise of like Stadia as like you know like well, like when they unveiled it, it's like you're seeing a trailer for a game on YouTube and you hit the <clears> button and then you're playing that game. That future is not what we're getting at launch. We're getting like almost, I don't know what you would call it, like a beta or a soft launch where like, you know, you have to buy what's the equivalent almost of like a low end uh, game console. Yeah. And it's, well, it's definitely cheaper than uh, yeah. buying a new game console, but it's like those people, everyone who already owns a console can play virtually almost all of the games that are announced for the lineup already. So like, wh- wh- how big is the market of people who want to play AAA console games, but don't already own a console? It, v- it doesn't that's, exist. I mean, that's, but like that's isn't that the market I don't, for this? I don't think anyone's going to buy this launch edition, hmm. in my judgment. It's definitely the enthusiast sort of thing, right? Because if you... But what enthusiast? Well, well what I mean, like it's the people who want to get in on the ground floor for whatever reason. But if you already own a Google Chromecast, right? Yeah. And you already own a controller that can connect to it. Yep. And then you can just wait for the free edition and you'll yep. literally lose nothing except for 4K and some not and getting that, it immediately. Yeah. And that, the person that uh, doesn't need it immediately, like they're probably happy playing in 1080p. Yeah. You know? That's like, yeah. I, I, I'm pretty pleased with the price points that they've put out for this thing. I think it's, I think it's fair. $10 a month for the pro version is really not that bad no that, and, i agree and zero dollars for 1080p 60 is like that's enough for 99 percent of people i feel like just the timing's also a little awkward since we're at the end of a console cycle you still have to buy the games you still have to buy the games <clears> within <throat> stadia it's yeah. not zero dollars with your yes. stadia with your stadia pro subscription you get um like a regular cadence of free games like 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 playstation plus like a couple a month but you're right everything else i think you're just gonna have to buy full price Dude, so I think you can get an Xbox One X like pretty cheap now. I I, I think this what was it called the Founders Edition? Mm-hmm. I think that Founders Edition is a non-starter. Like I understand that you know there's tech in the controller. Like I completely get it. But when that thing's 140 bucks, like and you can get an Xbox One for like sub 200 bucks, it doesn't make. But any Justin, sense. did you see the wasabi color? <laughs> One of the controllers is wasabi color mm, and just black. It's real cute. Just black, clearly white. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and blue. There's a blue for the pre-order. I continue to believe that like Stadia Tech is really interesting, and it's an interesting value proposition where whatever screen I'm, screen I'm on, I can just start playing a next-gen game. But um, but again, that's not what we're getting right now at launch. Yeah. Um, and the fact that you can buy a $60 game and have that game forever, trade it back into GameStop or wherever, or on Stadia, you can pay $60 for the privilege of streaming a game over your internet. Mm-hmm. Doesn't make sense, man. It also feels a little bit like... Uh, like you said, like a beta test almost where selling it in this founder's pack guarantees to Google that 90% of the people that are playing it are going to be doing so on a very specific set of hardware hmm. that Google can then troubleshoot for. That's a great point. They can sort of control, not the narrative somewhat, but they have more control over like, man, when you can play on any screen, on any device, like what an engineering nightmare versus like, nah, nah, nah. It's on this set of devices at launch and we can really optimize for that. And then they go wider from there. Yeah. yeah. So you, you guys already know my opinion on how this thing's never going to work, but, um, <laughs> or at least for most of the earth. Um, one thing uh, that I wanted to bring up though is that we just spent a lot of time talking about all the things we were excited about at E3 and every single one was a game. There is no games on the system that I'm excited for because they're all on other systems I already have. And I don't yep. know what they expect, why they expect me to switch over and play it to this. Like, even if it works at 4K or whatever, I don't care. Like, I already have that. 
It doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. It's not an upgrade to like a great new PC or something. It's just it's just a lateral move for no reason. The launch lineup is fine. It's like it's a lot of a lot of the big games that are coming this year. It's just they're not. You could play them on. You can play them elsewhere. Like I absolutely want to play them on my Xbox One X. Like yeah. Yeah. there's no question in my mind. If you're a game developer or a publisher, there's no reason not to you know make your game Stadia enabled. Mm-hmm. It's like sure, why not? And I bet Google's doing so much of the lifting yeah. for that. They're probably just like, please give us the ability, you know, the yeah. permission to do yeah. this, and then mm-hmm. they. Somehow, I what do they even do? Like, I dedicate a bunch of servers to making the gameplay. I will pay. It's I'll confusing, pay, right? I'll, you know, assuming I'll test it out in my own home and see if my internet connection can handle it, and assuming that it can, like, I'll pay ten bucks a month for this service, and then you know, dip my toes into all kinds of games without having to pay sixty bucks for it. Like, that completely makes sense to me. I will not pay one hundred and forty bucks up front. Thirty. Yeah. yeah. What's <laughs> the distance? Sure. Ten bucks. Uh, all right. Google Stadia, coming this November, you have to pay $130 if you want in at launch. Some good drums. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure what game that's from. (laughs) (laughs) All we know is it's called 17, Area Clear. (laughs) Yeah, it's Area Clear. Uh, Okay, the uh, June 2001 issue of Next Gen on the cover is GameCube's Rogue Leader, Rogue Squadron 2. Do you remember we were just talking about that yesterday? What, about this game? Rogue Squadron? Not me, not me. But I do love this game. Yeah. Our exclusive 10-page report will blow you away. Whoa. Yeah. What a game. Yeah. I played it. I put it in my Wii to play the GameCube version mm. not even within the last year and it looks amazing yeah yeah it was the first it looks so good was the first wo- Onimusha I just really love that the back is an ad for Onimusha Warlords which also came out this year yeah oh like the, uh, <laughs> the uh, remaster yeah the remake or whatever came out on Switch and, and that was yeah. it a Rogue Squadron that had secret uh, episode 1 DLC in it for mm-hmm. like a year yeah, yeah. and then mm. th- then you could see it eventually once they released Don't the remember So that. Rogue Squadron came out, like, I think, you know, like a year, a long, long time before episode one. And then when episode one dropped, they're like, hey, put in this 12-button code on your controller and you can play as the Naboo Starfighter. And that was, would have had to be Rogue Squadron 1 because two... It, yeah, it was just secret in the game. Yeah. I never heard about that. Yeah. That rules. Yeah. So the first ad in here is for a game I don't remember. Star Wars Starfighter? Starfighter. Not know, Jedi like a, Starfighter. It's just Star Wars Starfighter. Is it I, on PlayStation 2? PlayStation 2. Yeah, I think I remember seeing that at somebody's house. IGN gave it a 9. <laughs> wow. So IGN liked it. But yeah, so that game looked good and everything, but it was it was a lot of the Episode 1 stuff, and that wasn't as exciting as Rogue. Look how good Rogue Squad. Look at that image. I know. Yeah, it looks good. It looks very good. Man. <laughs> uh, the uh, play as a B-Wing? In the letter from the editor, Tom Russo here, he says, well, we did it again. This time we brought you the world's first look at GameCube software. It's a very impressive game at that. Our 10-page Rogue Squadron 2 story begins on page 56. So the GameCube threat is real, very real. Whoa. And finally, at the May That's E3 fun. trade show, all of this year's software should be revealed. GameCube's secret first-party launch games, Naughty Dog's first PS2 game, as well as some other Sony surprises. We're hoping Microsoft will reveal something for Xbox on par with Metal Gear Solid 2 or Rogue Leader, because at this point, the software is competent, but nothing we've seen thus far makes us need an Xbox. All right, I missed everything after May for E3. Yeah, yeah that's... E3. We could be past E3 right now? Yeah. <laughs> E3 used to be May. Yeah. The first, one, first the, few I went I think to were in May. The first E3 so, I so worked... Let's see. No, that's, is, that's really funny. This is mid-2001, which means the GameCube and Xbox launches were imminent that yeah. fall, a couple months away. And PlayStation 2 was already out? PlayStation 2 was already out. And, and it had Metal Gear Solid 2. And then Xbox and GameCube had, were, uh, were a few months away. Or so, that was like the big game. So clearly they, they weren't up on Halo yet, or people hadn't quite caught on that like that game was yeah. the business. 
Well, they have a report from the Spring Tokyo Game Show, which isn't a thing that they do anymore. Now, oh. there's, now there's just one Tokyo Game Show in the fall. Is that William Gates? Yeah, and because they're about to launch the Xbox. Oh. So listen to this. Listen to this. The video game. Oh, this is a quote from Bill Gates. The video game business is a worldwide business, explained Bill Gates during his keynote speech at the 2001 Spring Tokyo Game Show. But one key thing I want to make clear today is that we see Japan as the center of this business. These sentences spoke volumes to the assembled crowd of thousands of Japanese and foreign journalists and game industry professionals assembled in the auditorium at Makuhara Messe. So like there are... like Bill Gates was speaking at the Tokyo Game Show trying to get them on board with Xbox. And that was the start of Japan's incredible love for the Xbox series of systems. Well, yeah, Sarcasm. two decades of poor sales. Like what's this picture of Bill Gates holding a hamburger and an Xbox controller? <laughs> what? Like what's that about? That Xbox controller is a weird color, too. It's like blue. Yeah. I don't remember that one. I don't know. All right, where are we going here? We'd like okay. This is a news bites. We'd like to just drop uh, it in. We'd like to just drop it in the weird file without comment. But hey, we're news bites. What was up with Nintendo VP of Sales and Marketing Peter Main's letter to retailers? You know the one that simply asked them why they were displaying marketing materials from a company that doesn't even make consoles. No, not Sega, Microsoft. See, the company hasn't made a console yet, so in Nintendo's eyes, apparently, this whole Xbox thing is just an unsubstantiated rumor. <laughs> It was the kind of letter we'd expect from the old restraint of trade monopolistic Nintendo, not the new competitive Nintendo. Still, we'd love to see a chart correlating allocation of GBA units and Xbox point of purchase displays. That's why Next Generation is <laughs> the smart gamers magazine. I don't, I don't, I don't so, know what so that they're, means. So they're now. pointing out that Nintendo is trying to throw their weight around by saying that Microsoft, you know, is, is just talking about a console and they don't have Why are there. these in-store displays, you know, yeah. advertising for and shilling for Microsoft when their console's not even out? And can you imagine them getting all up in arms about in-store displays? No, yeah. Like, that is a different console war. It's still yeah. a big deal, though. Things man. were fought on the ground like, then. <laughs> end caps and stuff are still super competitive at, no. like, Walmarts mm-hmm. and... Another news bite. On the subject of glaringly obvious, you'd think someone at LucasArts could have checked before they titled their Star Wars Starfighter game which we just talked about, which 3DO is claiming violates its Starfighter trademark. Cool. I like that the ad for that appeared three pages before this. <laughs> Give me the gavel. And, I'm siding with 3DO. <laughs> and you'd think 3DO might drop a letter to a LucasArts lawyer before suing. Come on, 3DO. You're looking a little like Atari with the lawsuits already. <laughs> Having the Star Wars name associated with Starfighter isn't going to cost you any sales. Trust us. I like how the last gasp of any of these game companies was just to sue everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of looking like Atari, specifically like Jaguar circa 1997, the Dreamcast is dying faster than anything. If it doesn't have more canceled titles than titles left coming out for it soon, we'll be surprised. Hmm. It's a shame since it still has the best looking and most fun games of any system. Wow. Yeah. That's bold. Fantasy Star Online is already approaching the highest penetration of a non-launch game among a system's installed base in history. We haven't even seen the expansion yet. There's no way that that's true. So... June of 2001, the Dreamcast isn't two years old yet, but I think so. Sega has already announced it's exiting the hardware. But what are they? What did they say about Fantasy Star? That it has a the highest, highest penetration of a non penetration rate of a non-launch game. <laughs> I would believe it. Everybody that had a Dreamcast had PSO. Yeah. Really? Yeah. That's insane. Yeah, that console it was the first to have like a modem built into it, and here's a report from GDC 2001. You want to know the GDC award winners? Uh, the Lifetime Achievement Award went to Will Wright. Oh. The Rookie Studio Award was Counter-Strike Team. When did Counter-Strike come out? A long time ago, apparently. Uh, original Game Character of the Year was Seaman. 
Seaman, <laughs> like the face fish? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's the original game character of the year. Fish face. Excellence in game design was Deus Ex. Uh-huh. Yeah. Excellence in level design was American McGee's Atlas. Ooh, oh, yeah. Interesting. I remember that campaign for that game. Uh, game of the year was The Sims. Oh. Well, I made, stand by that. That made quite a splash. <laughs> it's true. And then uh, we've got GameCube Watch on page 10. From our very, our former very own <gasps> Matt Casmasina. Really? He's yeah. up for in. next gen? Yeah, he's got his photo in there. He has a whole column on GameCube Watch. I didn't know he did that. Yeah. I guess they had him duck in because... Oh, wait, didn't he already work for IGN by then? Oh, for sure, yeah, for years. This is 2001, so yeah. Yeah. But, um, I mean, we were under... This is still Imagine, so... Ah, Imagine what's going Games on. Network, so they're just using mm-hmm. like their, their, their own talent. Their like, sister, sister publications. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, he has a whole thing on his E3 predictions, uh, but I won't, they're very lengthy. I'm not Are any of them right? Uh, what, that Nintendo's going to have Luigi's Mansion, Zelda GameCube, Pokemon GameCube? He knew everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What was the first Pokemon game on GameCube? Uh, Gale of Darkness. Wait, true? did you just say Luigi's Mansion, Zelda, and Pokemon? Because that's just E3 this year, too. That's true. That's Whoa. <laughs> Dude, I tell you, man. Time is a flat circle. Yeah. <laughs> that's really weird. Uh... Here we go. The X-Files. This is the column on Xbox. And the, the article is called Japan, No Love Lost on Xbox. I'll just begin it. Watching Microsoft trying to crack the Japanese video games market is like going on safari and watching an amorous rhino trying to seduce a Land Rover. You admire the effort of the former and chuckle at the complete indifference of the latter. And like the rhino and the rover, Microsoft and Japan just don't seem destined for each other for a lot of reasons. You just write whatever you want back You then, use that man. metaphor all the time. Is that where you got it from? <laughs> you found me out. Yeah. The Rhino Land, land Rover yeah. making love thing. Oh I always thought that was a Tom Marks original. No. No, it's not. <laughs> uh, it's a big next-gen guy. When I was, when is this? 2001? When yeah, I, 2001. When I was 10. 10. <laughs> There's an in-memoriam here because the president of Sega had just passed away. I don't remember this name, but he's... Uh, Apparently very significant. Isao Okawa remembered. Uh, he dies of heart failure at age 74, and it says, self-made billionaire, wealthiest man in Japan. Whoa. <laughs> the president man. of Sega was the wealthiest man in Japan. Founder of CSK, long-term savior of Sega, Isao Okawa died of heart failure in a Tokyo hospital March 16th. At the time of his passing, Okawa was chairman and president of Sega. Just weeks before his death, Okawa had made international news when he announced Sega would discontinue the embattled Dreamcast. Hmm. Wow. That's a tough way to go. I know, man. Like, what's with the all white next to that? Is that an ad? It's an ad for something called Pox. It says, "Hey, kids, <laughs> can you see the three devious, destruction-driven Pox creatures in the picture below?" It's an all white picture, and at the bottom it says, "And you never will." Whoa! Bold Be prepared because you won't see it coming. Uh, Chicago's been hit. Your city's next. P O X dot com. Pox. Pox. Well, it, yeah, I was going to say, very <laughs> risky to try to go to that domain today. Wait, it's p-o-x.com. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then I want to point at this ad for Escape from Monkey Island on PlayStation 2. Obviously, this is 2001. The ad is uh, a play on the original poster for mm-hmm. Phantom Menace Yep. Uh, with the young Anakin Skywalker leaning up against the house with Darth Vader's shadow. See? That's and really because it, stupid. And because the game's from LucasArts. Yeah. So I have some good news and bad news. Yeah, okay, great. The good news is that I still have control over my bank account. Good. And the bad news is that it just redirected me to Hasbro. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was a Hasbro game. Yeah. Through, through some like uh, twist of corporate fate, company got bought and bought and bought until it just rolled up to Hasbro. Yep. Yeah. 
If you just search E-O-X, you do bring up the Pox uh, Wikipedia entry. It's a handheld game. That's all you need to know. <laughs> and then it's they, by Hasbro. <laughs> there you go. And then they had uh, the uh, long interview with um, the new uh, Sega president uh, and CEO, Peter Moore. Mm. It's a long interview with him, which... Okay. Th- I, hold I, on. Okay. No, this is more important. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Pox was introduced via a viral marketing scheme. Hasbro asked the kids in Chicago schools, playgrounds, skate parks, and video arcades who they thought the coolest kid was until they found the kids who felt they were the coolest, quote, themselves, and then distributed free copies of the game to them. (laughs) What? So what? There's a bunch of marketing execs lurking around arcades. Who's the cool kid? And then they go up to that kid. So you think you're pretty cool, huh? Yeah, I think I'm pretty cool. (laughs) Here's hey. a free game. <laughs> yeah! Sick! <laughs> that was like influencers decades before Instagram. The original influencers. The cool kids. In the, Chicago's the cool playgrounds. In Chicago playgrounds. We approach kids on the playgrounds, <laughs> skate parks, and hey, video arcades. Who's the coolest kid in your class? Whoa, it's got to be Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, we just learned something <laughs> that was so important about this game industry. Yeah, it, it gets me thinking. If you were one of those Pox kids, you get in touch with GameScoop, all right? Yeah. We want to talk to you. Were you a Pox kid? Were you the <laughs> coolest kid? You'll never see him coming. <laughs> Maybe that's how we should. Uh, we can really grow GameScoop. We just got to find the coolest kids, and we'll give them free copies of the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, he, does he age? Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, he actually doesn't look uh, that much older today. 20 years ago. <laughs> but I want to point out, they've, they have a whole photo shoot with them here. This is something we would never do. Like we do interviews with executives and stuff, but we don't like set up a whole photo shoot. Here at Peter uh Moore is like playing chess with Sonic characters. I know note that he does not have a hamburger. He's not holding a hamburger. Mm-mm. That's why they had to discontinue the Dreamcast. He's playing chess with the Sonic characters? Yeah. He's a footy exec now. Sega's next move is the title of the interview. Couple more things. Uh oh, and there and the reviews black and white is in here. I never played black and white. Yeah, I, I loved that game when I was. They gave it a really high score, where like five stars. They're on a they're on a star scoring system here. All the classy mags were. But I like how this. Uh, I like how the review opens up. Like one of those artsy films the Europeans are always coming up with. <laughs> black and white doesn't so much entertain you as impress the hell out of you. You know those artsy wait, films. Wait, oh my The God. Europeans are always coming up with. <laughs> Suck it, new way. I don't know that you oh can get away God. with the phrase "the Europeans" <laughs> in, in 2019. <laughs> I just want to point out, look at their grading scale. Uh, oh, yeah. So a five stars is revolutionary. Four stars is excellent. Which you don't give out. <laughs> Three, four <laughs> stars is excellent. Three is good. Two is fair. One is bad. Three stars is good. Yeah. That's a 60 on our scale. Yeah, that's true. It's okay on Yeah, but the, I yeah. was literally just talking about this day and the other day that the 10 point system does not translate to the but five stars. But did he tell system. you about the 11th point? <laughs> no, he did not. <laughs> okay. Off the charts. Off the charts. Finally, in their retro view section right at the back, they go back to the June 1990 issue of Next Gen. Oh, I like that. Wait, wait, they're going back? They're going back. All right. So we wait. went back, and then now they're going back. So wow. we're in 2011. We're in 2019 looking at 2011, and now No, we're, looking at 2001. It's 2001, and now we're looking at 1990. This, this is 1990 through the eyes of 2001. A flashback within a flashback. Yeah. All right, yeah, we're let's being do this. Incessant. I say the industry was on an upswing in 1990. NEC's TurboGrafx-16, which existed in three different forms simultaneously in Japan, was doing well. Was it ever really doing well? <laughs> <laughs> and Sega Genesis was second only to NES in sales. 
Then came SNK's Neo Geo, a home console that accepted the same giant cartridges as SNK's arcade machines. The stumbling block was the price, 400 bucks for the console and one controller. But the undeniable leader was Nintendo, which would sell over 7 million NES consoles, 60 million NES cartridges, 3 million Game Boys, and 9 million Game Boy carts. Nintendo also kept the legal system in business, suing Codemasters for making the power pack known in the U.S. as the Game Genie. Yeah, Nintendo like- also attempted to outlaw game rentals on a technicality, suing Blockbuster for copyright infringement after the rental franchise photocopied instruction manuals. Nintendo won the lawsuit, but rather than ceasing to offer games for rent, Blockbuster and other rental agencies simply began rewriting the instructions in their own words. Do you remember those? Game rentals continued as they do to this day. Yeah. <laughs> the game- their own printed game instructions? Yeah, and, and third parties like got involved. Tips, and I find so. the boxes sometimes, and they have like like Captain Code or something, and then it has like the superhero, and then it has like a one sheet on how to play the game. And it, the, you know, it comes. You, you find them now in the rental boxes, which are like NES games, like you know, a square that was of like clear plastic, and then inside was this like branded set of instructions. <laughs> Nintendo so was cool. incredibly litigious, and at the time that they were like most beloved by gamers worldwide, they were kind of at their most evil. That's true. Like they were suing people constantly, and they were monopolistic back then yeah. too. That's true. Yep, with cartridge manufacture. Um, yeah, that's great. <clears throat> Uh, there you go. That was the June 2001 issue of Next Gen. And that brings us to Video Game 20 Questions. Our suggestion this week comes from Andy, the expat from Germany. Okay. Let the questioning begin. Uh, could this game have appeared in this issue of Next Gen that we are looking at? No. I don't even know where to go from there. It just means <laughs> that it came out go after forward. 2001. Right, right, right. <laughs> Uh, is this a, is this game developed by a Western developer? Yes. Was this a platform exclusive? No. Is this game, no, I don't know. Um, was this game developed in the United States? Uh, yes, as far as I know. Great. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Is this a contemporary game on the contemporary consoles? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's five. That's great. Yeah, that's a that's a good luck omen right there. <laughs> Multi console game that's that's on current gen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that's not many to pick from. Then this, uh, narrowed it right down. Was this, Come on, uh, dude, that narrows down so no, much. No, it does. It does. It does. Was this well received? High scored. It was. It was pretty well received. So yeah. three stars out of five. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think it's probably Darksiders three. It, it was. It was well received from IGN. <laughs> It's Rage Two. <laughs> um, is this game part of a? Is this game part of a series? Yes. Is this a shooty game? Yes. Okay. Call of Shooty. There's <laughs> <laughs> a little known piece of trivia. It was originally going to be called yeah. Call of Shooty, and, and they then they started. changed their mind at the last minute. Yep. Well, I have the original box art. <laughs> well received, American developed, current gen, shooty. part of a series. Shooty. Okay. Shooty. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it, uh, is it like a gritty, like, military-themed shooter game? Not gritty. <laughs> what? Is it a circusy, clowny shoot- <laughs> <laughs> military shooter game? Um, so it is- can't be Overwatch, because Overwatch is not part of a franchise. Yeah. It, it could be... What are, what, the question I was really trying to get at is, is it, like, military or sci-fi? Mm-hmm. But I guess I mm-hmm. phrased it in the wrong way. Um, well, what what shooter series are there? It, Call of Duty, <laughs> Call of Duty, Battlefield, uh, Medal of Honor, 
Uh, they made the beard one. Sniper games? Sniper Elite? Sniper Elite. There's uh, is multiplayer online a big focus of this game? Yes. Okay. That's ten. Okay. There's your Rainbow Sixes and stuff. Too. Yeah. There's Rainbow, Rainbow Six, Six. Halo. Although, yeah. Have we mentioned the game yet? Um, yeah, we could eliminate some of that from sci-fi or military. You know, there's like Counter Strike Go. We know we could actually read into the the hesitance about it being U.S. based by assuming it's Ubisoft and it being maybe in Canada. Yeah, there's like <laughs> thousands of people that worked on that game all over the world. Could right? be Rainbow Six, <laughs> but um, he said it's not gritty. Mm. Yeah, and I Rainbow, Rainbow Six is, is military, but not gritty. Mm-hmm. No, Rainbow Six is gritty as hell. There's like, t- there's like, you know, family members being taken Damon hostage know by the gritty? terrorists, and you have to, <laughs> you have to put the the charges on the door and breach the door. Yeah, but there's also like a there's person who turns invisible. <laughs> Rainbow Six is definitely gritty. The difference between gritty and not gritty is like, can you play as an ape? One of the people. Can Are you wear, asking if you can uh, play as an ape? No. <laughs> Um, does this game have regular uh, content to this day? Regular, like what? Are they still, like updates? Is, is this game like, still, still adding to this game? I mean, I, I, I couldn't tell you when the last one was. So mm. I, I, don't, I don't think I can answer that. Okay. Was it this year? I seriously doubt if this game received new content this okay, year. Okay, so it's okay. not any of the super popular games. It's definitely not Siege. But it could be like two Call of Duties ago. Yeah. Is this game uh, ever considered an eSport Mm, I don't think so. so it's not so Counter Strike. A little bit more obscure of a game. Probably not Call of Duty either, because they yeah. do a lot. They go hard into that stuff. Yeah, not Call of Duty. Not could this be an indie game? Yes. I'm trying to think about how much shooter series is in indie games, though. Not gritty though. So I'm thinking uh, there was like vo- there was like Void Bastards that came out. There's Borderlands. Void Bastards. Borderlands maybe. Void Bastards is. Definitely not a series. Though. Well, I know, but I'm just trying to think about the, uh, the type. It could also be like you, you mean Borderlands is not an indie game. Not that it's not a series. It must be Lovely Bastard. Planet or whatever mm. the other one is. What about like? Yeah, there's there's there are ones right. Right of rain. Risk of rain. Risk of rain. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I've been picturing FPS, but we didn't. Is this a first person shooter? No. Oh, uh, that was my bad. Okay, yeah, that was, I was my assuming bad. Assuming third person. First I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I've been assuming FPS this whole time. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so that opens the door for, uh, like, I mean, I know this is not a sequel, but, like, Gungeon um, or Nuclear Throne. Multiplayer or, or, first? Or, yeah, that's a good point. Or Division, Risk, Division 1. Division 1, Risk of Rain. Uh, is this an independent published game? No. Oh, jeez. Gears? No, Gears is pretty gritty. Yeah. It's got I'd, that Marcus Venus. D- d- Division is pretty gritty too. Could be could be Destiny. Mm. Mm. No, Destiny is first person. Does this take place in the future? Mm. That's that's unclear. I think. Whoa. Why? <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't have that. I don't have the information for where this game. So it's definitely it not out. Destiny and Division no. and a bunch of games we've already mentioned. No. Well, Division is kind of weird, right? In like it's modern-ish. Division's in the future. It's post-apocalyptic. Uh-huh. The apocalypse hasn't happened yet. Gotcha. Okay. 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 That's fair enough, I guess. That argument. <laughs> that the, the is world Damon is rethinking his answer right now? <laughs> trying to think. Did the apocalypse happened three years ago in that game. <laughs> we'll discuss. We'll discuss it at the end. Okay. Oh, man. Um, mm. Do you think this game uh, involves loot drops? Mm. Dude, we were doing so well. Now we're flubbing it a little bit, aren't we? 
I'm, I'm going to give you this one free, but I'm going to say probably, but I don't know for sure. But let's okay. let's recap. Probably because so. that would be a, an interesting... Yes, competitive <laughs> multiplayer? It's not Overwatch, you know? Right. Yeah, right. Well, but it's a game that came yeah. out for contemporary consoles. It's third person mm-hmm. focused on shooting. It's multi-platform. It's not, you know, particularly gritty. It's part of a series. Part of a series. Made in the U.S. Yeah, made in the United States. Or just be like Battlefront? Yeah. Uh, no, but Battlefront's I get oh, but and you also, asked a future and technically Star Wars is a long, long time ago. Battlefront yeah. was a long, long time ago. Oh, although I would have known that. <laughs> <laughs> I hope the end twist of Star Wars is the same as uh, Battlestar Galactica. Yeah. yeah. They land on Earth. <laughs> <laughs> Spoilers. Sorry. Um Let's get some questions going. We're duper trying. Yeah. It's it's hard. You 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 made it hard, Damon. Yeah. The the expat made it difficult. Um, uh, third person shooty. I mean, there is Risk of Rain one and two. Can you play as a woman? Uh, uh, you can play as female. Oh no! <laughs> That's fifteen. Do you play as an animal? <laughs> Wait. So there's uh, there's Towerfall. Fem- but a female what? <laughs> is it an animal or an alien? <laughs> it's one or the other. What is happening? <laughs> is this like a no? I was trying to think is maybe it's even like bullet. We already had Battleborn. Yeah. (laughs) Shit. We were doing so good. Battleborn's not part of a series though. When we had like so many clues in like question four, I thought we were sailing. Yeah. And I also forgot. Are there robots? No. We don't like the the five questions music. (laughs) Boss fight music. (laughs) I'm floundering here. I am. I'm with you. Because it's not Borderlands either. Nope. (sighs) Female. Do you play? Can you do, do you play as an alien in this game? Can you play as an alien in this game? No. So it's a female animal of some kind. Shooties or robot series? No, and it's not indie, is it? Because I was going to say like Cave Story or something, but it's not indie. Yeah, but well, it's you're not, also and it's multiplayer online focused with loot boxes. Probably you're mostly a boy robot in that game. Don't don't forget the hack. Have we mentioned this game already? No. (laughs) 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 Shit. That is a good trick. So three questions. Two questions and a guess. Oh, That's yeah. just like, it's such a, I mean, I know you're helping us out, but it's always such a punch in the gut. <laughs> I feel like that's a huge hint, though. The worst you, you thing can, is you that you can t- wipe everything you've mentioned off the table and think of what you have. Tom probably mentioned. reviewed this game. Is this, <laughs> what if it's like a game like Evolve, so it's like you can so play wait, as a lady monster or so Left 4 Dead? Wait, wait, wait. Do you, do, uh, Left 4 Deads? Let, both did, of those are first person. Did IGN review this game? Yes. Did we already know that? No, yeah, I don't, we oh, said, we did. Yeah, we, we did, did already know that because he said that said IGN reviewed it well. Oh, fuck, I'm sorry. Um, Great. Hold on. Well, let's. We'll just. I'll take that one back. Oh, thanks, no, man. I'll just pretend I didn't see anything. You didn't see anything. But you're doing it wrong. You need to put your finger up. Why? I, no, it's up when you when we. He took the question back. He did yeah. us a solid. I know, but you're saying <laughs> okay. It's your down fingers that we have left. Okay, these are the ones you have right, left. Yeah. Right. I know. I got. It, I got it. I'm with got you. It. Yeah. Okay. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> Can we hear the boss music? There you go. All right, two questions and a guess. So, for a shooting game, it, what are the the types of? We asked if it had. Did you ask the animal question? I asked an alien question. Alien. He says, you, "I said, do you play as a woman?" And he said, "You play as a female." Yeah. So you're either playing as a lady robot or a lady animal, mm-hmm. and not a lady alien. What else can hold a gun, right? Oh, <laughs> what about if it's just vehicles? Yeah, it could be like the Twisted Metal reboot. Oh, boy. Is that on Modern Systems? 
Uh, no one knows. <laughs> <laughs> no, what, I think that was PS3. Would driving vehicles help us with this game at all? It's multiplayer focus. Damon wasn't sure it had loot boxes, but probably space shooties? some kind of loot box. Oh, no, because that would be in the future. of some kind. Yeah. It's not an unknown oh. what time period it's in. Could it be Crackdown? Yeah. You don't play you you play as a man though, don't you? But in the third one, don't they have genders? You uh, can change yeah, you can change characters in the third one. But I think so it's multi-platform. But though. they're humans. And that might be in the future. But I don't know. I I think that might but No, oh, oh sorry. Platform exclusive. It's not a platform exclusive. Yeah. Yeah, this uh, but and and Crackdown you know. is on PC. Yeah, yeah, but, that but that's count. still Xbox exclusive. I don't know how you count that. Uh, I'm just glad we cut out all Japanese games. Yeah. It's just that's the thing that's making me happy right now. I, for um, one, um, give up. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I don't know what the game is. Uh, man, I don't know. We got two questions and a guess. I guess we're not going to get it. So should we ask about like game company that published it and try to get lucky there or license? Was this based on a license? Yeah, that would, that would throw things. This generation, in this generation is just getting so long. Like, like it's it helpful, like if it's like launch era or if it's like pretty, pretty current. What about the Friday the Thirteenth style games? Is this a licensed game? No. Okay. All right. Well, we're definitely <laughs> not going to get it. All right. Part of a franchise. Uh, what the heck, man? Did we ask if it came out in like the last is year it, or so or something like is that? Is it played? But it, but it didn't even get an update in the last year. Yeah, so it probably didn't. It's got is it helpful boxes. to know if it's no, played but maybe from like it a, What if it's Bigfoot? <laughs> it could be played from like a 2D side-scrolling perspective. Like, I don't know if it's top-down. I don't know if it's side-scrolling. Does this have 3D graphics? Yes. Oh, well. Great. There we go. All right. Uh, oh, it could be Plants vs. Zombies Garden Warfare. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That was oh man, that's a deep cut. Wasn't that an a, wasn't that an Xbox exclusive though, or is it multi-platform? No, Garden no, Warfare. Garden Warfare. It would be Garden Warfare Two, wouldn't it? Why? Isn't because it's a Garden part Warfare of a series. One older? And it's it? for this gen. Yeah, I thought was, Garden Warfare One came out in the last gen, but I might be wrong. Maybe they both did. I think they're only on Xbox to begin with, or they're, maybe their marketing is just associated with Xbox. Uh, is it Plants vs Zombies Garden Warfare? Is that your final guess? Say two. <laughs> Say two. Add two. Yeah, it's definitely two. two. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just, if it's one of these two games I want to win, I want it to count. Come on, man. <laughs> what was your guess? <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> don't do this to me. <laughs> let, me, just let me make sure. I thought I heard. I thought I heard Plants vs Zombies, mm-hmm. Garden Warfare Two. Yeah, Is that, that what you heard? Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, between that and Call of Duty, this is a good one. You can play as a female plant. <laughs> Yeah, That's man, so stupid. <laughs> Justin, you came up with that when we were out of guesses. We're like three twenty questions now. <laughs> That's amazing. Each person's had one. No, of knowing it was knowing it was three D was actually hugely helpful because I was mm-hmm. I was still thinking about like top down games and like wow, side scrolling games. Yeah, plus twenty sixteen. Not an animal, not a robot. We never even thought of plant. Nope. Developed by PopCap. I don't. I assume that's in the U.S. I'm not mm-hmm. sure if that's it was in Canada. Hey, or not. If you if we asked if you could play as a woman and it was a robot, would you say the woman robot counted? 
Uh, it, it has to depend if they're like robots can present male female. No, I'm like asking a, if he would answer. Okay. It. Is it like a Terminator that's built to look like a woman, or is it just like a like if you're talking about Steamroll <laughs> Dig Two? I wouldn't call that a woman. Call it like. But female. there's clearly like I see. I disagree with you. Like Steamroll Dig, uh, in one of them you play as a boy robot, and in one of them you play as a girl robot. Yeah, but it's not a woman though. I don't. I, I don't know. I'm just. Trying. I'm not trying to mislead anyone. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to. Like, yeah. Popcap chased in Seattle, by the way. Seattle. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 2016 is when that game was out. We did Ooh. it. I feel like I. We owe Damon also a <laughs> debt of gratitude on that one. <laughs> Were you surprised that we got it? I want. I was so surprised <laughs> that you guys got it without any any help. <laughs> All right. I want. So we can't even claim the victory because no, Damon can. doesn't think we won. I, I absolutely claim the victory. <laughs> <laughs> I want I want everyone to have fun. We here. played the victory music and everything. Yeah, yeah. and the victory music played, so clearly it got logged. Thank you for <laughs> the suggestion. <laughs> Andy, the expat from Germany. Uh, if our listeners and viewers have your own suggestions for video game 20 questions, email them to me at gamesweep at IGN.com. We will see you at uh, on our IGN uh, live coverage from E3. Once again, we kick off at noon Pacific this Sunday, and we'll be uh, live pretty much all week. So you can tune in and check out all the conferences and all the big games in the show. Please be excited. That's all the scoops we have for you this week. Uh, thank you, Tom. Thank you, Justin. Thank you, Sam. My name is Damon. This is IGN Game Scoop, and we're out. herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.